Hey everybody, welcome to ClickBang. Doing something a little different tonight. This is going to be a relatively short and single topic show. The reason I'm doing this is, well, there's a couple of reasons. First, I was talking to a friend yesterday. This is a personal friend I have in real life who was kind of upset about some of the posts they were seeing me make on social media regarding Islam. This friend told me the things I'm saying, I'm suggesting that when I'm talking about things like the rape crisis and the rape crisis in Europe, this person said that the way I'm presenting my arguments suggests that I believe that all Muslims are radicalized or terrorists or, you know, bad people. And no, I don't believe that, but it got me thinking, especially after today, there was another radical Islamic terrorist attack. It got me thinking, I never really, I don't really have an idea of how many Muslims in the world are actually radicalized. Now, we're, I'm not just talking about terrorists. See, terrorists, I agree, are a tiny minority. However, there's a lot of people out there who are radicalized who support these terrorists. They draw, terrorists draw money, political support, and moral authority from those who are not terrorists, but who do hold extremist views. They could not even do what they do without these people who support them, at least intellectually. So if you think that the only Muslims that matter are the ones who are strapping bombs to themselves and blowing themselves up, you're very naive. We have to think about the people who support them, who are in line with their views. So how do we get, and, I, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, this all comes from the Islamic text, right? Listen, the Old Testament and the New Testament they don't get a pass from me either. These are extremely violent books. But where we are today, we don't see Jews and Christians going out and murdering and raping in mass in various countries. You just don't see this. So the books are equally despicable, but the people who believe in them, for whatever reason, aren't acting on those writings the way that Muslims are. So here's what I did. Oh, and just to give you an idea of the general consensus, the general public opinion, I think the best person to ask about that would be our president. Islam teaches peace. Muslims the world over aspire to live with dignity and a sense of justice. Now, what our president is saying is a, a sentiment that has been reflected and parroted numerous times by uh, Hillary Clinton, not so much by Donald Trump. Anyway, that's the PC position on it. Let's actually go to the research. So again, in the replay notes, you will see a link to the Pew research data on Muslims' opinions around the world. This was an exhaustive study. It was done between 2008 and 2012. Now, keep in mind that these numbers are probably going to be pretty conservative because a lot's happened since then. We, you know, ISIS was not nearly as strong as they were in 2012 as they were now, and that's probably because there has been somewhat of a sea change in public opinion from Muslims. They're certainly getting the money from somewhere, and they're certainly, well, as you'll see, um, what they do is supported in this research. I just think the numbers have gone up since then, but that's okay. The numbers will be a little conservative, whatever. So they, for over a course of four years, they went to, 39 different countries, and did over 38,000 face-to-face interviews. This is not a Twitter poll. 
This is something where they went to the places, sat down with people, and had face-to-face -face interviews. Now, they could not get data from Saudi Arabia, Syria, Algeria, Sudan, Yemen, Tunisia, Libya, and Somalia because they feared for their lives and for good reason. You go to those countries as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure these people are Western at Pew Research, and uh, yeah, they're going to fucking kill you. So they couldn't get data from the most radical Islamic countries. So again, these numbers are going to be conservative. Fine. So the question is, if it's not just people strapping bombs, you can't interview them anyway. It, it, you have to kind of define what do we mean by Muslims that have been radicalized? Well, let's go through some of the categories. We're going to start with, I'm not going to do this for most of the countries because these numbers are generally homogenous across all the countries. Really, there's one important category and the rest are just points of interest that tend to be homogenous. So let's go to the biggest Muslim country, and that would be Indonesia. Indonesia has 205 million Muslims. Now, 72% support a strict interpretation of Shahira law. What does that mean? Well, let me give you an idea. 45% of them support someone's hand being cut off for theft. 48% approve of stoning a woman for the crime of adultery. 79% say women should be forced to wear a veil in public. 93% think that women must always obey their husband. And 68% that a wife cannot divorce their husband. When defining radical Muslim, I think the best thing to do is to put it in context of your own culture. So would any of those things be acceptable in our culture now, or would they be considered the desires of a radicalized person? Who cares what religion they are? Of course, all of these things are crazy. We would never have any of these things in a Western democracy, and rightly so. We're, we don't believe in you know, being barbaric. This is, this is crazy shit. And all of those things are a part of Shahira law, of which in Indonesia, 72% support. That is a radicalized Muslim. If you don't think it is, what do you think it would be like living there? Do you want that coming to your community or do you think that would be radicalism? Yeah, exactly. So of the 205 million Muslims in Indonesia, that makes 143 million of them radicals. Let's move to Egypt. In Egypt, there are 80 million Muslims. 65% support a strict interpretation of Shahira law. 70% of them even have positive or mixed feelings on bin Laden. Mixed feelings, because, huh, was he a good guy? Was he not a good guy? I'm not sure. Huh. Okay. We'll cut him a little slack. 55 million radicalized Muslims in Egypt. Let's move to Pakistan. 179 million Muslims in Pakistan, and three quarters, more than three quarters of them, 76%, want strict Shahira law in their country and all others. That is 135 million more radicalized Muslims in the world. We're just getting started, folks. What about Bangladesh? Now, up until recently, actually, people didn't really think of Bangladesh as a Islamic country at all or a radicalized one. But lately, people have been noticing that they are killing 
Christians in mosques, the machete business is booming in Bangladesh right now amongst their 149 million Muslim population. 82% want strict Shahira law. 25% of them think that suicide bombings are sometimes justified. Three uh, Two-thirds, I should say, 66%, support the honor killing of women. What is honor killing? Honor killing is when, for example, a woman gets raped or befouled in some way by someone else, and the family, to save face, actually kills the woman. So she didn't do anything wrong. She got raped. But in order to preserve the honor of the family, they killed the woman. Well, in Bangladesh, two-thirds of the people support this. That's another 122 million Muslim extremists. Let's go to Africa. Nigeria, 76 million Muslims. 71% want Shahira law. That's another 54 million. Iran, of the 75 million Muslims that live there, 83% want Shahira law. That adds another 62 million radicalized Muslims to our total. Let's go to a moderate Islamic country, perhaps the most moderate Islamic country, which would be Turkey. Coming soon to the European Union. 32% of Muslims in Turkey support honor killings of women. So only another 24 million radicalized Muslims there. Morocco, I thought they were moderate, but of the 32 million Muslims in Morocco, 76% want Shahira to be the law of the land. That's another 24 million radicalized Muslims. In Iraq, 31 million Muslims, 78% support the practice of honor killings of women. That's another 24 million. Afghanistan, oh, thank God. We went to war with them. We set them straight, right? What do the 24 million Muslims in Afghanistan think? Well, 76% support the honor killings of women, but 99% support Shahira law. It's like a fucking North Korean election. I'll cut them some slack. I'll shave 4 million off the top. 20 million in Afghanistan, okay? Being very generous. In Jordan, of the 6.4 million Muslims that are there, 60% have an approval rating, a strong approval rating of Hamas. Okay, I'll cut them some slack too. Bump it down to 3 million. Just 3 million radicalized Muslims there. In the Palestinian territories, a place where we just had a terror attack today. Well, the terror attack was in Israel, but where do you think they came from? Um, Of the 4.3 million Muslims, Muslims in the Palestinian territories, a place where the United States sends millions of dollars of aid. 78% have positive feelings about bin Laden. 89% support terror attacks on Israeli citizens. Shocker. And the same number, 89%, are in favor of Shahira law. There's another 3.8 million radical Muslims. No surprise there, Palestine. Let's go to the West. We have uh, now this this Pew Research data did not go much into the West because though most of the countries have fairly small percentages of Muslims in their populations. Now, again, this research was concluded 
in 2012. If this would be done today, they surely would go to Sweden and Germany, countries where you've got, you know, approaching or over 10% of the population being Muslim. Uh, they didn't at the time, you know, the, you know, anyway, they did take some numbers from some countries at the time, France had 4.7 million Muslims, 35% support suicide bombing. By the way, um, in France, where you've got 9% of the population is Muslim, of that 9% of their population, they are responsible for committing over 70% of the rapes in the country. Uh, that number is not used in the, it, that's just a point of information. Uh, the number I'm using is the 35% that support suicide bombing. So we have 1.6 million Muslims who are radicalized in France. United Kingdom, 2.8 million Muslims. 78% want people who draw a picture of the Prophet Muhammad to be prosecuted and punished in a court of law. Is that radicalized? They want people who draw a picture of the wrong thing to go to jail. Yeah, they're radicalized. 2.2 million in the United Kingdom. There is some data in America, despite the fact we have very few Muslims in America. It's less than 1% of the population. Uh, roughly, I think, 2.6 million. They were asked, is suicide bombing of civilians ever justified? 19% said yes. This country has 500,000 radicalized Muslims. So, when you look at the entire population of Muslims in the world, it's about 1.6 billion. Now, this study, as I said, was not able to get to uh, the, you know, the most totalitarian radical states, such as, uh, where, they, where couldn't they go? Saudi Arabia, Syria, Algeria, Sudan, Yemen, Tunisia, Libya, and Somalia. They couldn't go there. So those countries are not in here, and they certainly would have pushed the numbers much more in the in the percentage of radicalized Muslims, but we don't have that that those those data because they can't go there. So the total number of Muslims in this poll that this poll represents from the 38 countries that were I'm sorry, the 39 countries that were visited is 982 million, about a billion. Let's call it a billion Muslims. So if you add up all those numbers that I gave you, it is 675 million total radical Muslims represented in this poll. That is well over half. We are talking about a majority. A majority of Muslims in this world are radicalized as evidenced by their extreme positions of brutality against women, death for homosexuals, and the application of Shahira law to the people, the most barbaric form of justice that exists in this world. Now, if you were to be really, really, if you were to be super, super lenient and just make a projection for Saudi Arabia, Syria, Algeria, Sudan, Yemen, Tunisia, Libya, and Somalia, if you were to even be liberal with those countries, which there's no reason to be, but if you were, that 675 million number is now going to go well past the 800 million mark. 
Once you are over 800 million, again, you are over half of the 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. You are at a majority. Besides that, there's still other Western countries and Asian countries where there's very low populations. I expect, you know, the lower the population, the less radical they are. They would massage the numbers a little bit, but we're only talking about a few million. It's a drop in the ocean of the 1.6 billion in the world. Still, I'd love to see the numbers. Maybe Pew will follow up. It's been four years. Maybe it's time for another one of these studies. So this whole myth that is being perpetrated, thanks to political correctness and just the lack of information. Listen, I didn't know this either. I thought to myself, let me go to the Pew Research data. Let me t- let me let me add everything up. I thought it was going to be like twenty percent. I really did. I said, no, fifteen percent, maybe twenty percent. It's well over fifty percent. This whole concept of the vast majority of Muslims in the world being peaceful, not being terrorists, not being radicalized, it's a myth. It's a lie. It's just not true. It is the majority. This is my conclusion based on the research done by Pew, the gold standard in public research. They are not biased. They are not uh, They are not politically motivated. Find someone who says that they're biased. No, they are the gold standard. There is actually a lot of data out there, not done by Pew, that done by other organizations where the numbers are actually much more extreme than this. I did not use those. I'm going with Pew because they are the gold standard. When you're thinking about voting, about who to vote for this year, you have, as far as the main part, the, the, the two major parties are concerned, you have one candidate who wants to stop, at least temporarily, Okay, let's start with temporarily. But you have one candidate, Donald Trump, who wants to stop all Muslim immigration temporarily. Okay, you have another candidate who wants to increase the number of migrants or quote-unquote refugees into this country to 100,000 per year. Going, if she was to be elected for two terms, you're talking about almost a million new Muslim migrants coming into this country under her watch, under her policy. The choice is pretty clear. If you if you are going to accept another million in, you are going to accept another half a million radicalized Muslims. Keep in mind that Muslims breed at much higher rates than Western families. This is particularly poignant in countries that have under one person created for every couple, like you know, in a lot of Europe. And then they bring Muslims in and they're having two and a half children per family. You can see what this does to the makeup of the population over time. It only takes a few generations or even a couple of generations to vastly imbalance the population layout of a country. What do we get from this? Some sense of virtue from some humanitarian perspective? Okay. If that's important, if that is so important to you, Okay, fine. Vote for Hillary and accept the consequences. Just shut it down. You have to, we have to shut it down. We are very fortunate. Well, I wouldn't call it fortunate, but we're lucky, I guess, that countries like Sweden, Germany, the UK, France, we're very fortunate that these social experiments that they've been doing for the past decade or so, we are very fortunate to be able to look at those countries and see what has happened 
and it is a fucking catastrophe. Forget about when somebody straps a bomb to themselves and blows themselves up in a train station or an airport. Yeah, that's horrible, and yeah, that's what makes the news. I'm talking about what's happening every day, mass rapes, kidnappings, child rape gangs, and just general lawlessness, assault, theft, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Countries like Sweden have gone from peaceful countries with no significant crime problem to places where people who never used to lock their doors at night never, they don't even want to leave their house when it's dark anymore. And for good reason. This is insanity. This is an epidemic. And if these people are to be helped who are truly refugees, I say have countries like Saudi Arabia who have similar cultures help them. They have not taken on a single one. The West, the, the experiment has proven to be a failed one. We have to stop this foolishness to think that these people who can come, who, who come from such violent countries with Shahira law as being what they're used to, where beating women is completely legal, raping, not a big deal. They are not going to assimilate. A tiny minority will be able to assimilate into Western culture. The vast majority will not. This has borne out with proof in Europe, and I'm not willing to have this country be another experiment. For this political correctness, this human, humanitarian bullshit, we can't do it. We can't afford to. It's too fucking dangerous. In the replay notes, you will find the full 226-page Pew Research uh, data. I don't expect you to go through it, but you can. You have it. I did. I took the time to go through it to actually come up with what is the number. It's the majority, folks. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Feel free and please do share this with other people if I think my conclusions are quite valid. And I'd like this information to get out there. So please, do share it. And I'll see you next week. Good night.